Welcome to episode 166 of the Better With Running podcast. My name's Chris Armstrong. I'm a run-to-PB coach and tonight I'm joined by two more run-to-PB coaches for another massive episode. Zach and Newman, firstly, how's things, mate? Things going well, Chris So, Yes, excited. We've got uh, a couple of coaches jumping on tonight, so it's going to be going to be a good chat. Right, very much looking forward to it. And look, fresh off being elevated to celebrity status after her <laughs> massive win in the Melbourne Marathon, Gemma Maney. How are you, Gem? Yeah, good, thanks. Thanks for having me back on. Oh, how could we not? <laughs> <laughs> Just um, we, uh, imagine yeah. picking up the front page of the Herald Sun, you know, here's Gemma, front page, back page, all the pages in between, just all over <laughs> the news, all over podcasts, just absolutely everywhere. And I'm like, oh, I know Gemma. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no, very very excited to, um, I suppose, I don't know what was a bigger, bigger kick for me. Seeing you win or at 36K, seeing you bounding up the 10 and actually you <laughs> rec- recognising me and getting a smile, I was just thinking, no, oh, first marathon, um, just, I'll just give a bit of polite encouragement and um, if Gemma is aware, then that's even better. But, mate, you're up and about. I thought you were going to run over and throw a high five. Yeah, <laughs> I probably almost did. <laughs> I was smiling and waving at everyone, I feel like. Oh, I can, I can attest to that. You were smiling a lot on that race. <laughs> we, we've got you on just for the first part because we're, we're going to talk a bit more about the marathon a little bit later. But... We've actually got you back on to um, it's that time of the month here for the coaches awards to be an coaches award to be announced, and with thanks to ASICS who uh, just generously supported Run to Be and their athletes in in offering up a free pair of shoes every month to a, a team member that the coaches deem worthy, and uh, you're announcing this month's Gemma, and and actually we were due to announce this. Oh, weeks ago, ago, but uh, this is for September. This is for September, but with Melbourne Marathon in there, we couldn't. Last week, I think you were still um celebrating, and uh, yeah, probably the week before, I didn't want to talk to anyone really. (laughs) Yeah, so we are a little bit late, but uh, who who are we awarded the coach of the award to? Yeah, so I'm super excited to announce this one. Um, his name's Archie Payne. Uh, he's only 13 years old. Uh, and this amazing. Uh, high schooler um completed a 27k challenge not long ago to raise um money for the motor neuron disease and he raised six thousand eight hundred and seventy three dollars in that event um but yeah over his fundraising efforts he's raised almost twenty thousand dollars so for someone uh in year seven year eight i think you are when you're 13 that's that blows my mind and being a high school teacher and seeing the maturity levels of a lot of uh, the kids I teach, like that's <laughs> mind blowing to me. Like absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely, we've, been, we've mentioned Archie. Uh, he joined so officially joined in April twenty twenty one, but originally was actually working with Josh during a program with the Lonnie Ten. Oh, so, yes. Yep. I remember rookies. that. Yeah. Got matched with Josh. And yeah, they've ever since then, and off the back of that, joined forces. And yeah, he's, uh, we got some more from Josh. He said he continued his upward progression throughout this year. He's got a brilliant PB of 1750 in Lonnie. So he's actually flying. And 
He's running Bernie 10 this weekend too, I believe. Yeah, this weekend, 10K at, at Bernie. So, so good. And then that fundraising effort, the 27K. But before that, I know he did the ice challenge at uh, Ice Bucket Challenge, I feel like, uh, a couple of years, like maybe a year ago as well. And had Josh down there and, and was very much enjoyed throwing Josh in the uh, in the ice bath. So <laughs> Wouldn't anyone? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what an achievement. It's so amazing. $20,000. That's amazing. Like absolutely phenomenal. So that's going to take so much organization and yeah, so impressive for someone who's only 13. Like you said, being a teacher and you're um, right across some of the uh, young kids at the moment. (laughs) To see what he's been, what he's doing is. Oh, it's so amazing. Yeah. I'm going to start using his story, I think, to uh, try to motivate some of my unmotivated U7s and 8s. I actually believe he got recognised this year at, as a finalist in the Tasmanian Young Achiever Award. So under the Community Service and Volunteering Award section. So, yeah, getting recognised at a pretty high level. Yeah, that's so well-deserved. Yeah. Great stuff. So um, do we know what shoes he's picked out? Yeah, so he wants some Metaspeed Skies, which hopefully then help him chase some more PBs. So they're my racing shoe of choice. So he picked well there, I think. I was going to ask, is that your marathon shoe? It was my marathon shoe, yes. Um, I don't think I'd want to wear anything else. So I think he picked well. Following suit. Oh, Gemma, on to the marathon. What have you, where are we now? Two weeks down the track? Uh, Almost, yeah. Yeah. Two weeks Sunday. Sunday, gosh. No, it's uh, going by. Have you, like, is it it's still a pinch me moment when you think about, obviously the Melbourne Marathon is a huge deal and you, you've mentioned, um, I feel like you mentioned on our arrival podcast, maybe called Inside Running, that you were in the stands when, I think it was a year Matt and I ran. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've watched it heaps when you were Matt of Run. And you... Oh, it was two years ago when I was pregnant and I watched you and Matt run. Um, Yeah. And I decided, yeah. oh, that looks like a pretty good goal. And then last year watching with Ollie, um, I finished and I was like, oh, I'm running next year 100%. Like, <laughs> you're not allowed to run Matt next year. I am running. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, what? You're running a marathon? I was like, yeah, that's my goal next year. And what here a... we are. <laughs> and just a dream debut i mean yeah maybe yeah. talk about just getting to the line in that that debut and and you know obviously things going away and having you know no you know no issues with nutrition and you're not hit the wall and everything but you went yeah. out and smiled the whole way around yeah won the bloody race like <laughs> everything sort of went it was one of those dream races where everything sort of just clicks um I was nervous about my stomach or I was nervous about when it was going to start hurting. Um, and, yeah, I didn't experience any of those things that I thought might happen. It literally, everything went to plan. So, and then to win was just a bonus. I didn't expect that. And you had so, a bit of a sickness leading into it as well. Like you had yeah, another, I was another stress to add. Low-key panicking um, the few days out. Uh, I had like the dream training block like didn't have any setbacks and then of course Ollie came home from daycare um 
with a cough and cold and then, yeah, had a few rough nights sleep uh, and then shared it with me. So I think Tuesday night, Matt heard me. You know when you're sick and you don't snore, but, like, you breathe really loud because you can't breathe through your nose? I woke up Wednesday morning and I looked at him like, I'm sick. And he's like, I knew you were going to say that. Um, <laughs> and he, to his credit, was like, it's fine, it's fine. Um, and I tried to go for a run, came back, and I cried. And I was like, it's not fine. Like, I feel rubbish. Um, yeah, so pretty much stayed in bed for Wednesday, Thursday. And then by Saturday, I was like, no, I'm fine. So isn't it crazy? I'm yeah, not yeah. lucky there, but I was thinking, like, what's plan B? Like, are we going to have to do Auckland Marathon or, like, yeah. If I'm sick, I'm like, what do I do? So um, I was lucky that, yeah, like I still had a bit of a croaky voice or whatever, but in terms of like actually feeling fine, I was fine. Did you have a similar build up to the 15K at Ballarat too, mate? Where you yeah, that was the only other time I'd been sick, but that one was like actually really bad, like fever, antibiotics, whatever. This one was just a... More of a mild cold. Would Would you recommend having a severe virus to anyone in the lead up to <laughs> yeah, an event? Yeah, I think so. I think it makes you taper more. <laughs> <laughs> because given it the result at Ballarat, where you ran what fifty eight, fifty one twenty eight, somewhere around there for the yeah, yep. I think that was a like close to a thirty k day, ten um, k warm up into a race, won that ten k cool down. Yeah, maybe uh, I should start getting sick before every race. <laughs> mate, whether it's a bit of raw chicken on a Tuesday or a Wednesday yeah. <laughs> or just um, pop, pop down to your local preschool. Uh, for yeah. Two hours on Dear the kids, come smear my face with your hands. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, like, it's just it's a credit to your resilience because I oh. think anyone in the lead up to an event such as Melbourne where you know, you've known for a couple of years you wanted to have a crack at it and you've worked so bloody hard. And had... Yeah. Oh, I was panicking. Matt told me after the race, he's like, when you woke up Wednesday morning, he's like, I was low-key panicking. <laughs> like, oh, I'm glad you didn't tell me until after. <laughs> hey, take us to the, the start line. You've, you obviously down in the MCG change room, there's a lot of, you've had a taper, you've, like, there's a lot of nervous energy, you get walked over there and it's like, what does it feel like when that gun goes, when you've had such a build-up for this day? It's like grand final day and you're like, all right, this is happening. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the first it's, 5K uh, of the race were probably the worst 5K of my race. Um, The gun went and I was like so excited. And yeah. then I was running along. I was like, I really don't feel that great. Like yeah. I feel quite rubbish. Um, And I think, oh, probably 1K into the race, I looked at Dane and I was like, I literally weed five minutes before the start. And mm. I was like, I have to pee. And he's like, <laughs> um, Andrew Lego, another guy running with us, is like, oh, we well, yeah, yeah. hold it for another 41K. <laughs> um, no, and then 3K down the road, I think Dane looked at me, he's like, how are you feeling? Uh, and I was like, yeah, not as good as I thought I would feel, like after a taper and whatever. Um yeah, so probably the first 5K with the worst 5K of the race. And then after that, I just forgot about it. I warmed up and felt fine. Um, yeah, so all of that nervous energy and stuff, usually I'm like, oh, go out like a bat out of hell and sort of do dumb things. But, yeah, but that one, I, I don't think I could have. Did Matt <laughs> set a race plan based on time or was it just follow Dane? Dane's got pace. Just well, or how yeah. Him and Dane had come up with a race plan behind my back. Um, 
knowing <laughs> I'm really bad at listening. Yeah. Uh, but it was pretty much what Matt and I had talked about. We were going to spend the first 5K sort of warming up and going out a bit slower than what I wanted to run, hmm. uh, which I argued with him to no end about. Um, <laughs> but he told that to Dane. So Dane literally, I reckon, for the first 10K, it was like, slow down, slow down, slow mm-hmm. down. Um, so I'm glad now, like I'm really grateful. And I said to Matt, when I do another one, like I'm actually going to listen to that advice now. I think it paid dividends in the back end of the race. And then, yeah, when you don't really warm up for a marathon, I think it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it helps you actually warm up without going into the red sort of red zone. Well, it's just, I mean, you've come from, you know, doing 5k races 10k cross country it's like you're out there for two and a half hours yeah it was like it's a massive race like, it was really daunting like, yeah. yeah i said to matt i was terrified because i'd never run 42k before mm. so like can yeah. i actually do it like i actually don't know if i can run that far so um yeah it was very daunting yeah not gonna lie it was sort of a different feeling to other races like you run a 10k and you run further than that for most of your training runs yeah, and then a marathon. I'm like, I've never. Yeah, it's, it's a rest. Yeah. yeah. Like how far did you go out to? Did you go 36, 38? Uh, I did 37, but it was over the hills. Mm-hmm. So I guess I probably pulled up worse from that run than I did from the marathon. It's a so good point, practice. though. It's very, it's very intimidating. I know as coaches, we we get it all the time. Is that yeah, you, know, you have a beer all day. It's like, but hey, we we haven't gone the distance in training. Yeah. Like, how am I going to do this? Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Me advising athletes saying that that's fine. You don't need to run the distance. And then me on this before, like, can I actually do this? Like, yeah, run the distance. (laughs) Yeah, it is really daunting. Very cool now from your coaching side to have experienced the marathon, experienced the build, the taper, and obviously. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Mm. And it was sort of nice sharing it with a few of my um, athletes. Like I shared my meal plan and stuff like that. Mm. Um, because I put a lot of time and effort into trying to figure out what I should be eating and how much. Um, and it is sort of hard to figure that out. So mm. I was like, eat like I am, like a child for the next few days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's my meal plan. <laughs> yeah. So no, definitely learned a lot. Was the marathon everything you thought it would be, or were there aspects of it, particularly over that last sort of ten or twelve k, that surprised you? Um, or well, after watching the Melbourne course for so many years it was definitely as fun as I thought it was going to be um and just yeah having the home crowd out and like I just knew I feel like I knew every second person out on the course (laughs) that part lived up to the hype um yeah the last 10 to 12k I thought it was going to hurt worse than it than it hurt um around the 10 definitely hurt uh though some of those hills and the last 2k I'd had enough running but before that I don't know you just hear all these horror stories like you're going to hit the wall or you know, like the last 10K, it really hurts. And I think, I, as you said, I was still smiling at you at like 36K. Like mm-hmm. yeah. the last 2K had definitely had enough. But before that, yeah, it it was different than I thought. And It's sort of like a gradual fatigue, not like the same hurt that you get in a 5 or a 10K. Has life changed for you since taking home the, the big W at Melbourne? Or is there fresh people sliding into the DMs, endorsement deals being throwing at your mate or was it back to work and um uh a bit of both (laughs) (laughs) definitely took me a few days to catch up on uh trying to reply to everyone yeah (laughs) overwhelming (laughs) um and being a celebrity at school for the first two days um Mm. but no trying to 
trying to use that um to get into some bigger races overseas. So we'll see. Mate, I saw Channel Nine run an article on. Uh, yeah. Um, talking nine about honey. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that just came across my uh, algorithms just full of photos <laughs> of you, um, articles. But this one, yeah, like it's a pretty pretty big deal. And there's some, I mean, it was crazy actually reading it and going, bloody hell, there was, a, there was a quote here and you said that it was crazy to think this time last year couldn't have even run one yeah. pace around the marathon app. So, yeah, it's a It's been a bit, yeah, yeah. Strava keep throwing out the, you know, the one year, like this time last year. Yeah. And I did, it popped up on Sunday, like this time last year, I think I did my longest run after Ollie. It was like 90 minutes at like four forties or whatever. And I was like, I'm dead. (laughs) (laughs) A lot has changed. To put it into perspective, you'll run at the wellness run, mate. You averaged Mm. 343 that day. Yeah. yeah. Melbourne, you just ran a marathon at 340. Yeah. (laughs) No, I can't quite believe it either. <laughs> uh, very cool. How about, okay, so a couple uh, couple of weeks on, how's the body now? You're back getting some jogs in. I saw you chasing a few CRs. Is that... um? <laughs> I'm getting in trouble every day. I get home from <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, how's the body holding up? Yeah, uh, the first or well, couple of days, I had some very sore toes. Um. Mm. I'm sure everyone expects toenails. Your what, what was that? Ollie would have been respectful of your marathon efforts oh, and just tell you out what, and not run around. He was an opportunist those first few days. I'd sit down <laughs> the curb watching you pick up stones and he'd be like, she's, she sat down and then he'd take off running to the park. And it could take me the whole time to catch up to him. Um, And I swear, I've taught him every swear word under the sun. And he kept standing on my toes. Oh, um, and he started copying what I say now. So I'm really, I'm glad that um, that it's a week later that he started talking because God, hate to think what he would be saying otherwise. Um, but no, aside from a, a bit of a sore foot, which I had leading into it, um, yeah, I've pulled up really well. I've come home and I'm like, sweet man, am I doing a session on Thursday? And he's like, no. What about Sunday? Like, no. <laughs> so I think I've convinced him to let me start getting back into it next week. I reckon you pull up pretty well when you when you've uh, had a run like that as well. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely Sometimes yeah. you need an extra couple of weeks to get. You just up. don't want to mentally. Whereas I'm yeah. like, yeah, like I'm ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Track now, season coming. I've got Noosa Bolt next weekend, so I'm Bolt. Like, oh, I need to yeah. uh need to do something faster. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. Are you? Is it all all back on the roads now, or are you gonna um still lace up, get on the track? And a Vic Five K sure. coming up, isn't it? I haven't decided. We need to sit down and um chat about it, Matt and I. But um, because I was already going up to Noosa, I just yeah. thought I've always wanted to do the Noosa Bolt. Mm-hmm. Probably not an ideal prep running a marathon three weeks before, <laughs> but I don't really care how it goes. Like, yeah, it'll be fun um so doing that one and then yeah debating whether to do state 5k champs and zatapec uh mm. they'll probably be the only two track races i do um zatapec's going to be pretty fun this year uh with on sponsoring yeah got, it does look uh, really fun they got a beer tunnel they've got uh lots of activities going on on the course like i don't know if you watched the night of tens before but it's basically they're, they're emulating that uh at zatapec so 
Oh, that'd be awesome. If you're uh, getting across the line with, with Coach Matt, that you can line up at that effect. I reckon we'll have a ball there. Yeah, awesome. No, it's definitely, he's more leaning towards that one than the state 5K, but um, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. And then it's the night before the wellness run, so I'm trying to sweeten the deal. It's like we can stay oh, in the city and I'll do yeah. Zadipec and then you can wake up and do the wellness run. Yeah, yeah that's, I reckon that's a good plan. Yeah, so we'll see. But, yeah, <laughs> otherwise, yeah, hoping to do a another marathon early next year. Got the bug. <laughs> so, yeah, I have got the bug. I never thought I'd say that. <laughs> so, yeah, not sure which one yet, but hopefully I'll lock something in soon. Awesome. Before I let you go, any, any more questions for the Melbourne Marathon champion, Chris O? Oh, I was going to say, if um got any um, Zatapec tickets are normally hard to get, so, um, <laughs> you know, I just want to remember the little people yeah, yeah. who um, <laughs> sort of supported you all year, not, not these people who just slid into the DMs over the last <laughs> days. That um yeah, there might be some fans that want to come down and just um support yourself and the Ninch Track Club um while you fly around at Zatapec and yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how you go at Noosa on here. Um, oh, it's going to be a rude shock to the system. <laughs> <laughs> just how the, the the burning in the legs. Oh, I, I reckon it'll hurt more than the marathon, to be honest. But let it be known, Gemma, you were episode one. The inter- first interview ever on Better With Running podcast. So, oh. the number one. So, we got in first. <laughs> so, <laughs> to that. so, that surely that gives us a bit of a bit of street cred if we drop the name. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, awesome, Gemma. Thanks for jumping on. Thank you for, yeah. Uh, Archie Payne, what a winner. Fantastic. Oh, what a legend. Total legend. He's going to be yeah. rocking the ASICS Meta Sky. So, yeah. Coolest kid in Launceston. Yeah, especially because they're bright pink. Yes, mate. Can't miss it. The bright pink runs PB singlet, I reckon. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. We should hook him up with one of those too. We've got got an extra one or two uh, hiding away, so I reckon we can make that happen. Yeah, matching. I love it. (laughs) Awesome, Gemma. We'll let you get back to it and uh, we'll catch up next month for uh, the next announcement. Yeah, it was probably being like next week, but yes. Yeah, we'll catch up. (laughs) All right. Sounds good to see you guys. Thanks, Jim. Joining us this week on the Better With Running podcast is Run to BB coach Ben Stoltz. And continuing the theme of people that ran at Melbourne Marathon, we had Gemma on earlier. Now we've got Ben, who crossed the line for the 11th time at Melbourne and he's 21st marathon. So talk about marathon experience and talk about knowing uh, the Melbourne marathon like the back of his hand. Uh, It was uh, a great day for Ben as he got back on the roads. And also we're going to have a chat to to Ben about his myotherapy. So he actually looks after Runs BB coach Andy. He's he's, uh, Andy Buchanan, his right-hand man. So... (laughs) We've got a bit of chat about that and, and also he's coaching of late. Uh, welcome to the show, Ben. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, good to be here. It's uh, exciting to chat, uh, particularly off the back of, like I mentioned, you, you you went around in Melbourne, but you had a number of athletes in the past few months that have been building for Melbourne. They've been running the Gold Coast, uh, and Marathon. I think you had someone running around there and you've had a lot of success as a coach and how is um how are your athletes going? I guess you know we've we've sort of 
were chatting before about how it's great to see success from some athletes you've been working with for the last few years. And yeah, do you want to touch on where your athletes are at at the moment? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it has been a good sort of six, 12 months for a lot of the guys and girls. So uh, particularly the marathon, there's there's been a few that have done really, really well. So if you go back to Gold Coast, uh, probably the biggest running nerd going around, uh, Rory Flanagan, uh, he'll yeah. definitely be listening to this podcast. I think he listens to every podcast going around. But um, <laughs> he started with me a few years ago. He, um, yes, yeah, just wanted to break three a couple of years ago. And he's worked his way down to, he ran at 2.42 at Gold Coast. Um, he went... 255, 245, and then now 242. Oh. So that's three big jumps in about 18 months, which was really cool to see. And he's just one of those guys who just chips away. And it's just been really cool to watch that. Uh, had a few really good results in the half there as well with um, Alice Wilkinson. And she ran about a four or five minute PB there for the half, which was really cool. And she's been awesome as well. Just 5K, 10K, half marathon PBs the last probably 12, 18 months even, uh, right through XER, all that sort of stuff too. So it's been really cool watching her development. And uh, she actually rolled around at Sydney for the marathon too. And, you know, given the heat and everything that happened there, um, she didn't quite PB, but she ran probably her best marathon. She paced it really well and ran 314, I think it was. And, yeah, it was, it was real. She was really proud of that. She should have been really proud of that because she was within within a minute of her PB and nearly negative split it as well, and just ran it uh, to perfection. So that was that was really great. Given tough day, tough course, all that sort of stuff. So you know, she's really one that's uh, come along a long way too. Uh, yeah, and then we had uh, Emily Ryan, who she ran at Shepparton. Uh, she's yeah, it was an awesome effort, actually. She's kind of in that 50-plus category and just decided to do the marathon. I think she's run one years ago, uh, like in the 4.30 sort of range, but she sort of all the times pointed towards that close to four-hour range and we kind of put a bit of a program together and she ended up running 4.06, which was which was amazing. So it was kind of – it would have been at least a half-an-hour PB. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was it was a huge run, that one. Yeah. Um, and yeah, again, really proud of that one. I uh, had a couple of guys at Sydney as well. Uh, Ryan Hon and Paddy O'Brien. Uh, they came on after Canberra, actually. Uh, they both ran quite well there, but wanted to get close to that three-hour mark. And um, they were absolutely flying in training and everything was looking great until kind of the forecast started coming through kind of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and just kept getting worse, basically. So... We had to do a few little corrections, I guess, because they were probably in 255 shape, I reckon. They didn't believe me, but they probably were. And um, Ryan ended up running 303. Paddy ran 301. They both negative split. They were both like two or three. I think Paddy was a seven-minute PB or something. That was with two, three toilet stops or something. Because <laughs> he, uh, he loves a wee stop, Paddy, apparently. So <laughs> he had to stop three times and... I think he negative split by about three or four minutes and even with those stops, which is uh, pretty crazy. Something we have to work on for sure. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, they were awesome. 303, 301, and, you know, that heat was unreal. So definitely that kind of mid-250s on a good day. If it was the same day in Melbourne, they would have ran that for sure. Um, 
and then yeah, had uh Mitch Fitzgerald and Dan Pollard. Dan was at Melbourne, and Dan ran a three hundred nine on debut with a little negative split, and that was an awesome run. He originally wanted to run. 330, 340. So, yeah, as training went on, it was like, no, you're way better than that. Um, mm. Let's go for something a little bit more aggressive. And, um, yeah, got the 309. And Mitch, he was a 16-minute PV, I think, uh, mm. from the year before. And he had a few little niggles in that two to three weeks out, but we managed to get through that. And, um, yeah, he ran a really smart race and managed to get that kind of 314, which was – he probably could have had a couple of extra with a perfect run in, but yeah, really great run as well. So yeah, that's just a couple of them, I guess. That yeah, I yeah. Out. Thought we'd touch on a few of those, just those major marathons. But yeah, the stable's absolutely going so well. Hey mate, just to zoom in a bit on the marathon because I, I did did say in the intro you've done twenty one marathons now, and obviously you've been coaching for a while, and you know the marathoning intimately. In your training with some of these athletes who have PB'd in the marathon or debuted, what is, from your perspective, from a coach's perspective, what is the, I know it's hard to put it on a one one or two things, but like some of the your guiding principles in that marathon prep that you you kind of work towards with your athletes? Yeah, um, I probably put a fair bit of emphasis on nailing that long run every week, uh, particularly for those. So say for Mitch and Dan, who are fairly new to the marathon, um, making sure the mileage is there, but making sure that long run was, was good each week and not worrying too much about pace, just keeping it nice and easy, just getting time on feet, particularly for those more inexperienced type guys. Mm. Um, and then, you know, for the likes of say Ryan, Paddy, Rory, I, I really like to, particularly in that last 10 weeks, have that sort of Tuesday session is like Tuesday session. And then that Saturday as a session as well. I really think if you can have it as a session, that Saturday or Sunday is your long run. I think that's really where you get that specificity towards that race day. So mm. maybe an hour easy and then into some reps or, you know, a good hour at marathon pace or, um, we actually did a fair bit because we have a bit of a Saturday morning crew. We do a fair bit of um, just at a steady pace, kind of like a, uh, to use the triathlete sort of term, that zone two type sort of aerobic, high-end aerobic type area. And um, I've really found if you can do that kind of two hours at like that, it translates incredibly well into just being able to hold a good tempo um, for the marathon. I think that change has been really, really good. But certainly you can't go from not doing 36K ever into that. So I just try and transition into that slowly. And that seems to be working really well. Um, And then occasionally doing obviously just the long, slow type runs. But I think making that change to some sessions at the end of long runs has been really, really good. And not stressing too much about the overall mileage for the week, just whatever, kind of in between the sessions, making sure that it's nice and easy. Yeah, I like that. Benny, with um, like noticing now, like a lot of your crew sort of running in that, and Rory's a bit of a standout at the top end there in those low two forties. But you've got a lot of marathoners approaching that sort of sub three territory, and I think if Sydney wasn't so hot, um, would have had a few more crack in. But do you see any sort of similar character traits in these guys that you know, and Alice as well that make them such good marathoners? 
Yeah, the guys who really get the success, I think they they just they're really great with their communication. They want to get everything out of it. So they will they'll kind of just go along with the flow a little bit, but they'll be really good at letting you and giving you that feedback. I think um, if they're a bit too sore, if we need to change anything, um, they're good at, uh, at listening and understanding and trying to find out exactly why we're doing something as well. So it's not just about blindly following along, but actually like working out and figuring out why you're actually doing it too, which I find quite important too. So um, they're all very driven, but they, have learnt to, and they, you know, they, they do back off when they need to and they listen to the advice that we give them as well. So I think that's the most important sort of traits, not to be dictated by me, but uh, <laughs> but to have that bit of back and forth, I guess. Yeah, looks like it's all, all going well, mate. Um, just switching gears onto your own running. You mentioned <laughs> at the top of the show, you uh you towed the line back at Melbourne for the uh, yeah. roll around for the eleven time there. But early in the year, Canberra, uh, yeah, well, it was you had a bit of hiatus from the marrow. Obviously, we had COVID in there, and then you were where where have you been at with your running? Where are you now? Yeah, so I guess twenty nineteen was the last kind of good year I had. <laughs> That's sort of when I PB'd at two forty seven, and um. Yeah, COVID happened. I was probably a bit burnt out then, so it was probably a good time for a break. And then um, we had a little boy come along, so uh, that obviously changes everything. <laughs> uh, and obviously an awesome change, though. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it just took me probably 12 months to get that just routine and just trying to work out the whole, you know, scope of being a dad, I guess, and family life, which... Um, everybody has to go through, I guess. But yeah, it took 12 months and I was getting back, did Wangaratta Marathon and didn't know I had COVID at that stage. <laughs> so absolutely blew up and cooked it. So that was horrible. Uh, was about to rip into a good XCR season and busted my ankle. So that was kind of six months out pretty much. Then started training for Canberra and did a calf. <laughs> and then uh, Canberra just didn't happen well at all had a terrible week in the lead up and yeah just it was a bad day all that sort of stuff so uh you start to question things a little bit and so it was really good to kind of I always trusted the training I was doing but it was great to execute a really good run again and um see the results of just kind of grinding away and just keep chipping away for as long as you can and you know you do question it but it, you know it was really good to get that result um, wasn't a PB, but it was, uh, yeah, it was just nice to, to run strong the whole way. Being back out in the arena. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it's such a good race, Melbourne, I think. Like, it's a, it's a fast course, especially on a good day, and uh, so many people out there, and, yeah, it was just good to be out there again. First, when was your first Melbourne Marathon? What year did you do? I think it was... 2009 i think yeah, yeah. way back when yeah. um and the course the really of, hasn't uh, didn't have the sound of elf flies back then no <laughs> i think i was in those lt2s or something, those real they were basically flat so i don't even know how i got <laughs> through it i think my feet would just explode if i tried that now <laughs> <laughs> no morton gels no no 
funnily enough though I, I used to have the goose and now I actually went back to goose for this race so <laughs> I've just gone back in time and <laughs> changed it back up and it worked really well so I went for the cheap option in training and then all my training went well as soon as I started taking them so I was like oh well I'll yeah. go with goo now <laughs> mate with this year like you sort of mentioned 2019 as being I guess that um year previous where everything just seemed to click but was there anything else that sort of help make 2023 a bit more special like yeah there's, there's the confidence in the body and, and a couple of marathons there I know whilst Melbourne was still you know I know it's around 10 minutes outside of your absolute best but even just to get back in under sub three and have a good year running it and confidence in the body but was there anything else that sort of led to that or it's just you know you just a period of time are chipping away and it's just all come together yeah I think for me it was just it was just that chipping away at it for a long time um I definitely changed a few things that I think have helped, particularly in the last eight weeks, which makes me excited about the next kind of summer and then moving forward. I, I got into a bit of strength training. Um, I've actually gone back to study exercise physiology, which um, has a fairly big strength conditioning component to it. So I've uh, kind of got a bit of inspired by that and uh, tried a few things and started doing a bit more of that gym and strengthening and that sort of stuff. And I think that's made a big difference even in that early six to eight week sort of period of starting that and also change a few things with diet, a bit more protein and stuff for recovery and improving those sorts of things. Um, so a few little changes like that have been really good. Um, but I think, I think with the marathon, you just need, you just need the preps like, I think it takes two, three preps and to feel the the hurt and <laughs> get your body <laughs> used to 30 plus Ks over yeah. years, to be honest. Like when I first started, it took me probably t- took me six marathons to actually break three. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty close for a long time, but I had to learn how to do it again. So thankfully it didn't take me six goes this time. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it was just good to... Yeah, I think that's what you need. You, you need to just chip away and feel the grind and get your body used to it again after a period of not really doing it. Um, and just racing so different too, isn't it? Like you, when you're out of it for a while, it's uh, it's something I need to do more of because I haven't done much really the last two years. So I'm looking forward to getting into it over summer. Yeah, just see Don the Bendigo bat singlet a uh, couple of times this year. So yeah, I would have loved to have gotten into it a bit more. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, very cool. Um, myotherapy. So Ben Stoltz myotherapy. You you work out of Bendigo. Yep. And how many years have you been a myotherapist? Uh so I graduated back in twenty ten. So thirteen years. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's been a while now. <laughs> Yeah, and I guess to strip it back, we hear this term and people will talk about massage therapy, they'll talk about physio, they'll talk about all this thing, but what exactly is myotherapy? And and when would you see a myo over, say, a physio or an osteo or a podiatrist? Like, where do you fit in? Yeah, it's a good question. And it's, it's kind of a tricky one to answer because everyone has their little niches and everyone works quite differently but uh so with myotherapy particularly the way i like to work is um i like to use a lot of hands-on massage type techniques um we've had that extra year of training on top of a say a remedial massage therapist um well that's when i went through anyway um our first year was kind of remedial massage and then it 
it moved into the second year being myotherapy and we just added a few more strings to the bow. Um, we more try and target specific injuries and specific problems as opposed to being more general. However, I've sort of molded the way I work a little bit in that uh, we're very good at injury management or like conditions, but uh, I think there's a big scope for just that general recovery and I think there's a lot of benefit in that kind of just a massage type space, if that makes sense. So I actually do a fair bit of that now with a lot of the runners as well, um, just because life and running is really stressful. So it's really important to hit that reset and, and use massage to help with that recovery process. So that's sort of how I like to do it. Um, I think with practitioners, it, I don't know, it might be a, I'm sure physios won't agree or osteos won't agree <laughs> completely, but I think it just depends on who you trust the most as opposed to the actual profession, what they do. So physio is definitely a really good at acute injuries and diagnosing injuries. Uh, from in terms of where myo fits in and osteos fits in, if, if you trust the practitioner and they're good at what they do and they understand your body really well, you probably could go to anyone really and it, you would get a good result because you trust that person. So uh, I'm not going to say that myotherapy is better than osteo that's better or, you know, like it fits in differently. I think it just depends on who you trust and who you've been to a lot. Um, having said that, like myotherapy, it's great for that hands-on side of things. So, you know, we do a lot of massage type work and needling and that sort of stuff that's, that can really benefit in that respect. But it in respect to myotherapy, mate, I absolutely love myotherapy. I've been seeing myotherapists for oh, pretty much the last mm, 12, 13 years, and I swear by it. But um, for yeah. people who run, how often would you recommend that they come in and visit just in terms of general maintenance? And I know that that can vary depending on their load, but I mean, just as a bit of a guideline, um, yeah. what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, and... It's a, it's a tricky one, I guess, because you there's also a financial component to that as well. But in an ideal world, if you could, you know, as often as you could, it'd be amazing because you, <laughs> you, you'd be flying. But uh, look, some people come in. It, it really depends on the person a lot, to be honest. So like taking me, for example, like I'm fairly, my joints are fairly mobile. So lots of people are hypermobile. So if you went all the time, like if I have a massage, it feels amazing, but I get all floppy and kind of loose and my running feels terrible for a week or so. So for me, it might be every couple of months, you might just hit reset and just have a relax and, you know, try and get the body back on track again. Someone else might be super tight, whereas they might benefit from it a lot more frequently where, um, you know, every couple of weeks might be really good. So it does depend on the person. Um, but, you know, for example, you know, I'm sure Andy won't mind me saying, but he's sort of in every month kind of thing, you know, just have a bit of a tune up and that's a guy that's running 180, 190 Ks a week. So that seems to work well for him. I've got other guys that every couple of weeks works really well for them. Um, but yeah, for a runner, if you can do it at least sort of monthly, six weekly, I reckon that could be a really good uh, time frame. And if you work it around a bit of a recovery week, then that works even better usually. Just on Andy, Ben, um, how long have you been treating Andy? And and I guess his running has just 
I mean, he's a superstar and we're lucky to, to, to chat to him these days. He's, he's a big star, but uh, <laughs> we, we've seen him now around 210 of the Mara. Like he's just like, how have you seen his body? Like from treating him over the years, have you seen his body change with that increase in mileage and performance? Yeah. It, it, he's always been a skinny little guy, but, uh, <laughs> but no, he's, he's definitely, cause he's, gotten in the gym a lot more as well like he's definitely quite a he's a strong guy um Mm. particularly through the legs and um certainly that upping of the mileage i i think has changed i guess you know things get tighter and sore and those sort of things because he was a pretty low mileage guy early on Mm. um and scotty's just slowly built him up so yeah i think i think getting in the gym's been really good for him i think that's really gotten rid of a lot of like the little niggly injury type things and and most of what we do now is like what i talked about that general recovery type stuff so mm. it's almost like a reset for him kind of uh and that's how i sort of see it he might think of it differently but he mm. um he kind of after a month or so he might just feel like he just needs to hit reset have a chill out for an hour or so and mm. i think that just helps getting away from all his life and all that other stuff and we can check out what's if there's any imbalances and those sorts of things and um just help to relax that body and, and calm it down a little bit after all that high mileage um but yeah like we don't have to we don't have to necessarily kind of fix things with him too much because most of the time he's he's pretty healthy and pretty pretty fit mm. Um, which is a good thing. And it means he's got the good balance, right, of mileage strengthening and then that interval of a bit of massage and recovery. Pretty right, I think. But, yeah, it's been awesome to watch his progression. Like, yeah. I think when I moved here, he was, what a, I don't think he'd broken 30 for the mm. 10 yet. And obviously he's just gone on to great <laughs> things now, which yeah, is awesome. Yeah. It is. And uh, is he, are you a Geelong fan as well? I am, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you guys can these guys can nerd out with uh Geelong chat over the yeah. over the table. In fact, you worked at Geelong back I in twenty ten or so. Twenty eleven, yeah. I got the got the premiership year that year, which is pretty cool. Oh, so very cool. Yeah. Um yeah, that was that was good fun. First year out of uni doing that, getting the flags. <laughs> very cool. Stuff. So, um, if anyone is in your area, do you want to just um give us some details about how they could go about getting in seeing you as well yeah um probably the best way i've got that online booking probably on my mm. website um bensolsmyotherapy.com and um yeah um i'm <laughs> a bit chaotic with kind of study work looking yeah. after my little one so there's 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 a few less appointments available these days but generally everything that is available is kind of on the on the online booking site and uh yeah if people sometimes i've got extra ones so just texting and that sort of stuff is a good way to get in contact that's it before we let you go we've got some yeah. uh some quick fire questions that yeah uh, chris is going to put you on the spotlight on a bit nervous now no that's <laughs> all right mate most of these are pretty easy and um being a fellow bendigo bat now um, we have a bit of a mercy rule so we just ask these questions so nice like bit, yeah no take care of you here benny so um <laughs> straight straight off mate what's um what are we wearing on the wrist are we going with a garment or a chorus these days a garment it's uh 
very old actually yeah nice. <laughs> technology's <laughs> not my strong suit so <laughs> so i've just been garmin and um yeah we'll just save the money on that <laughs> that's all right do you know what type of garmin oh i think it's a, it's a nine something 45 maybe so it's probably not that old but it feels old <laughs> i mean to be fair what, what features me. do you need in a garment like you know you oh. basically just yeah even you i think mine's pop- got music and i've never listened to anything on it to yeah. be honest so yeah for a guy who's done 21 marathons um, you know i don't think the uh the garment is a secret to <laughs> <laughs> I need to go to the casio really <laughs> <laughs> well like you mentioned you went back to the goose for the gel so maybe um who knows it's back to the future yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, Strip it back. Yeah, you mentioned you're a bit poor with technology, but um, iPhone or Android? Uh, iPhone. Yep. yep Fine. Yep. What? How old's the iPhone? Is that current, or are we um rolling oh, no. sort of? <laughs> oh, I think it's. I don't even know. It, it it barely gets updated. To be fair, I reckon like a is it an X maybe something like that. I'm yeah. impressed that you don't know, which tells yeah, me this is all good. that we need. This is. This is <laughs> This is yeah, life. Less technology. Just get out, run in the bush. Just get just, out there. Yeah. Five thirty in the morning. Just get out there. <laughs> no, 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 I don't know about five thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Zach is definitely not a morning person. <laughs> not a morning, no. But no, I'm, mate, I'm all for five thirty start, so that's all good. Having gone back to the like the goo gels, are they now the favourite, or is it well, that was just a like thing for Melbourne, and you sort of do you have something that you prefer and just chose those because they work well, or? Well, I'm back on the goose now, actually. I, yeah. I tried a couple. Uh, I was on the Precision, is it? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. For um, Canberra. And Canberra went terribly, so I got rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, I, I couldn't afford Morton all the time, so I just got onto the goose. And, yeah, they've been awesome. Like, every session was great with them. And uh, Melbourne went amazingly. So, yeah, I think I'm goo for now. I'd ha- it'd take a bit to get me off them again. A few different flavors there, isn't it, Chris? Huh? I'm gonna say, I reckon Andy might be able to flick you some Morton. Oh, I don't know. You try and get anything out of Andy? <laughs> 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 uh, so you rocking the, the the latte? Uh, don't do have a latte? Have a latte well, I'm on the oh, what was raspberry, it? some blueberry type type mm. setup. Yeah, caffeine, some other stuff in it. I don't know. <laughs> it worked for yeah, me though. 35k, whatever, whatever's in that gel, you're just putting down. Yeah, I was just grabbing caffeine more than well at 30k, <laughs> put them in the pocket, store yeah. them for later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you, you mentioned your love of Melbourne, sort of having run 11 times there. But if you could pick any race in the world that you could do, what do you reckon you'd sign up for? Ah. Uh, I really want to do New York. That's that's probably that's the one next I really weekend. Like to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably miss that one. <laughs> oh, look, probably not this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, I've done Boston, Chicago, and I'd mm. I'd love to do New York. Like, what what is it about New York that um that takes you there? Know, we've 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 had a a lot of holidays. Me and my wife there, so <laughs> there's just a lot of things there that I I like, and just a good city. Just really love going back there. Boston v Chicago think, what, what was your pick oh, hard because yeah. Boston was 33 degrees Celsius oh. and it was oh. brutal oh. it was brutal Jeez. 
we landed there on like the, the Thursday or something and it was, I was in a jacket. It was probably eight degrees. And then they started predicting like 30 and I was like, you're kidding me. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it went like 20, 25 and race day was 32 or something. And they start at 10 a.m. So it's yeah. middle of the day. Um, I think it was like 5% humidity. You'd dump yourself with water and 200 yeah. meters down the road, you'd be dry. It was just horrible. So yeah. the crowds are amazing. Like they yeah. just had hoses out, icy poles, but. I death marched from about halfway, cramping yeah. and jogging. and yeah. But Chicago is amazing. I love Chicago. It's a really cool race. Love to go back there. And another really fast one, as obviously Big Jim yeah, yeah. had a good I'm run like, there. I'm but, like, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, love to go back over there. Just the American supporters are awesome. Yeah, enthusiastic. Yeah, <laughs> very. <laughs> With the early starts for the runs, mate, do you prefer to run alone or with a friend or group? Uh, a lot of it's alone, although there are a few of the guys. It's kind of how I met Ryan and Paddy. They've got a bit of a group, a 5am group, actually. So I kind of bumped into them a few times. And, um, yeah, a bit of both. Uh, there's actually quite a lot out and about at 5, 5.30 in Bendigo, which surprised me when I started doing it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I haven't convinced too many of the Bats boys to come out at that time yet but you never know summer's coming do um do the 5am group call themselves the fives like the sevens yeah. no no they don't actually i remember what they call themselves actually i don't know if they've got a name we've got the uh the i better give them a plug the chalky milk run club actually that's our saturday morning group um yeah. the chalky milk after the run is pretty popular with a couple of the boys so that's uh that's six AM on a Saturday. <laughs> what what brand chalky milk are we rocking? The the oak seems to be very popular actually. Uh, yeah. That's a good drop. Yeah. Number yeah. one amongst all tradespeople. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, that, that does go down well. <laughs> my, my wife works for Metricon, she tells me that's that's definitely number one um, flavoured milk on, on work sites. So Yeah. That's a good right. endorsement. Yeah, mate. Absolutely. <laughs> Hey, um, favorite running sock. The the style over in Bendigo, I must say, it's it's very understated but very stylish. Um, <laughs> I love I love the way the kits that the boys get around in. But what's the preferred running sock for your good self? The sock. Uh, yes. Well, Andy's a features man. He so is. He's mm. definitely influenced most of us. So are we I've, saying I've that features? Are we saying that Andy's an influencer? <laughs> Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he'd love to be called an influencer. Oh yeah, we we'll get some hate mail again this week from him. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, no, he's definitely influenced a lot there. The, the little twenty five percent discount, I think, helped. <laughs> <laughs> but um, for the bats boys, but uh, no, they're they're a good sock. I, I must admit, I I I used to rock the just your Nike ankle sock black ankle sock for a very long time so i'm probably not a connoisseur on socks but uh the features do work pretty well for me <laughs> and is that a code code andy for 25 percent off the features i don't think it was no i think he he left his name off it actually not sure why. <laughs> running like uh now you know guys have so many marathons it's like you must have noticed in the last few years how much people are going to enter degree on getting kit 
thatching, oh, getting set up. It's like, it's you know, crazy. 2009 when you were at Melbourne, like you would not have seen Some of my kit was awful when you look at that. Like, <laughs> it was like nothing was matching. It was terrible. Like no one cared though. You just ran. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's definitely Those some interesting looks out then. there. <laughs> it was it was an eye-opener having four years off and then mm. on the start line this year. Um definitely feel the pressure to wear a bit of, you know, the Ernie old kit and <laughs> yeah, so <you> look, <laughs> look, look a little bit. Old kit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh try and look like the youngsters. But um <laughs> yeah, it's it's changed a lot. A lot. Mm. It's good though. Uh, it, a lot of people have haven't quite worked out some of the etiquette of running yet, but uh, <laughs> I guess that will come. Yeah, <laughs> in time. as long as you look good, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could do with um with the half marathon. I was losing a few AirPods, to be honest, but uh, <laughs> that's yeah, probably a bit controversial yeah. too. <laughs> no, it's it's come up a lot in the last few weeks about that uh, merging the half and the mara. Um, yeah, it was. It got a bit dangerous. Mm. Uh, late. Especially because I was running well and it was kind of, you know, running sub fours and you got guys running sixes. It's, um, it's, yeah, yeah it's, pretty wild. It's a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that's okay. <laughs> it's always been like that, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. We'll have to get Benny on for our special that I'm, um, plotting exactly where we're just going to, Come up with some fours and against the the half marathon at Melbourne. How we can solve the the crisis uh, of the merge? That's um, it that's can't gonna... be hard. No. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a very simple way to fix it. Um, I just don't know how popular it'll be, but um, I'm not sure if I'm allowed back on the podcast if we discuss it in too much detail <laughs> just yet. But um, no, I think it's definitely something that um does detract from the marathon. It's probably the one negative that and um. You, you know the queue for the portaloos no, you know, yeah. i don't think there's ever really a race outside of av where i will give them credit av maybe outside of burnley there's always a toilet mm-hmm. i think it's amazing it's true they do do well they do they do a great job there but melbourne um i swear the gun goes off and there's people still in a queue for another 10 12 minutes yeah right. <laughs> but um anyway yeah um we were chatting like with that merge. It's almost like you got to kick like forty k's your finish line, <laughs> and then and then yeah. just cruise in. Like if you want to gain time, you just got to go hard to forty and then just make it home. <laughs> it might be the best way to do it. It'd make for a hard last two k though. <laughs> just, just just crowd surf that last two k. Yeah, yeah. Just jump yeah. in the mosh. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Just push it along. Hey mate, you're you're blessed in Bendigo. Just with the different places that you can run, I think um, you know you've got some great hills. There's plenty of trails real close by. Beautiful track at the uni, but what do you prefer, track road or trails? Uh, I'm actually. Uh, I used to be. I, I'm not sure if I'm getting set up by Andy here or not, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I am definitely in town now. But uh, through COVID, I reckon I took every single trail following his footsteps <laughs> and uh <laughs> through one tree hill and everywhere else oh, so yeah. i did love it but my ankle got wrecked a few years back so i'm oh i'm happy to run on the roads and the bitumen just so that i'm actually running so <laughs> it's a bit boring at times but um but yeah i'll stick with stick with the roads for now that's <laughs> all right what about favorite shoes both for easy runs and sessions or race day 
Uh, easy runs. I'm in the Triumph. Oh, 20s. great shoe. That's my favourite. Really like them. Uh, mm. Yeah, it was hard to get me away from Nike, but um, but yeah, into them now. I've got about three sets in the cupboard, mm. <laughs> and um, I raced on the weekend in the Alphas, Alpha Ones. Richard so I still had a set of them up my sleeve. Uh, I really wanted to do, I got a pair of the Mizuno Rebellion Pros actually, and I really liked them, but I was too scared to try them <laughs> in a whole marathon. So that seems to be everyone's answer with that shoe. Like, yeah, just... they feel quick, but yeah. I was very scared of just blowing up at 30 with them. I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to hitting up someone with them though. Has there been, and this is more just a curious question, has there been any super shoes that you've like run in and thought, nah, these are rubbish. Uh, next percent, I hate to be honest. Vaporflies, yeah. I cannot stand them. Um, I reckon they feel great for two k, and then I just, I feel dead to me. So they're probably the worst ones. That's <laughs> completely personal opinion, but yeah, 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 I haven't tried a heap to be honest, but um, yeah, vaporflies, I just cannot run in. Yeah, for whatever reason, it's probably just the way I run. No, that's what's running PB in. Do you remember what she ran your PB back in <laughs> Vapor Fly, the next percent. <laughs> <laughs> but but I reckon I was in way better nick than that. Like I felt yeah, sure, I didn't office. feel good for the whole thing. <laughs> uh, the best shoes was the uh the four percent, I reckon. They should never have Oh been. yeah, yeah. Yeah, the old blue ones or whatever they yeah. Were. yeah. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah. But um yeah. Next percent can't stand it. I should never have changed for that race. <laughs> <laughs> now, last um, one from me, mate. If you had to eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would you go with? That is a tough one. Um, it's a very tough one. Like we would go with something versatile that you could sort of get away with for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, or we're going with a favorite. I'd uh, I'd actually we've got a favorite restaurant over in Chicago. Actually, I'd fly over there and and I'd be just eating everything on that menu. To be honest, and we're talking deep dish pizza. Or... I'm talking no, no, it's it's a bit better than that. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, lots of pizzas, Italian style. But um, mm. they did an amazing kind of Italian meatballs and different things. So mm. I'd, I'd fly over there and go there I reckon, if I had to. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's pretty uh, pretty good. Pretty good choice. Pretty good. Pretty cool city to to, to roam around and, and just eat the, that meal for the rest of your life. <laughs> have yeah. you Have you tried to replicate that when you've been at home? You sort of gone. No, I'm gonna have a crack at that tonight and see if I can do it. Yeah, like my wife actually made it for my birthday dinner on the week during the week, so it was oh. uh, it's was, it was pretty good. <laughs> Give it a crack and just save it up for once a year. <laughs> yeah, awesome, mate. Thanks for jumping on. It's been uh, it's been fun hearing about. Obviously, like your 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 athlete, you're stable, back on the roads, yourself running, and and obviously just educating us a bit more on the myotherapy space. So um yeah, really appreciate your time, and we'll be we're looking forward to hearing a bit more of your uh about your running in the future, mate. And you can yeah, no jump back on. Thanks heaps for having me. Yeah, it's been good. Thanks, Ben. No worries, mate. Mate, that was a lot of fun having Ben on. And then obviously Gemma before that's been a been a big show having two coaches on. And, and like I mentioned, two coaches that, that uh, went around at Melbourne. 
and also kicking goals on the coaching front. So, um, yeah, been good to chat to those two. So. Uh, just brilliant. And just hearing their different perspectives on it. Um, loved hearing about Ben and his athletes mm. there that he's coaching. And and also how good is it like he's being able to share and the success himself, um, both in the coaching but with his own running, sort of getting back to to those um, levels that he's experiencing from a few years ago. Literally hands-on as well with some of his athletes. Yeah, well, very, absolutely. Say, uh, you know, the massage is basically the whole Bendigo Bats team and a number of other athletes up that way. So, yeah, really cool oh. to hear, you know, just a little snapshot on on myotherapy and, and I guess educate us a little bit more about that. So, um, yeah, big thank you to, to Ben and Gemma and our, our winner, Archie Payne. Very cool to hear about, you know, his story is just unbelievable. We're 13 to oh. doing what he's doing. And, uh, you know, I think free pair of shoes really probably isn't enough for what the guy's done for, you know, the last few years with his um, raising for MND. But, um, no, it's incredible. I think um, for someone so young to have the foresight and maturity to be thinking of other people and what they can do mm. to make a contribution to society and and just make, you know, I guess the community a better a place specifically for those people who have had their lives impacted by motor neurone disease. Um, you know, it's a big thing for anyone to do, let alone, you know, a teenage boy in high school um, where, you know, honestly, his biggest concerns probably would be understandably just getting to school, turning up. Yeah. You know, not getting in trouble, <laughs> you know, um, getting his homework done. So the fact that, you know, he's out there in, investing a lot of time and his effort into this and, and that's sort of why every time I, I see Archie's results pop up and know that he's had a good race, it's just really cool to see. And you think, you know, there's a really cool kid working hard for his community and, and also enjoying his running and absolutely loving, um, I guess, the connection that he's got there with Josh. And to mm. see his results continue to improve as well at the same time is, is sort of the icing on the cake. It, yeah, it's just good to see. So cool, mate. Mate, that's the wrap. Uh, hey, we've got a couple of guests in the pipeline. We, we've got, we're talking to their management team to uh, get them across the line, but some big names in the run to BB athletes who went around at Melbourne. And, uh, yeah, we probably want to hear a bit more about their stories because some of those performances that we're talking about are, Big chunks off their times, and yeah, they've been you know, valuable members of the Run TV community. And I think uh, if we get it across the line, mate, it'll be some good chats. Yeah, no, looking forward to it. Um, sort of hearing some of the stories filter through, and it's to have the story. It's incredible because I mean, when there was a social post that we that we put out just after Melbourne, it was on the Monday, um, and. All the results come out and there's 80 plus names on there and there's a time on there and mm. to get some of these people on and then hear that story and add context to that time and hear about the improvement and all the work and the effort that's gone into it um it, it's just nice hearing all the background that's what's been really mm. exciting over the last few months is that we've been fortunate enough that we've been able to find people within our own community that are willing to come on and share their story and yeah, I mean, we're, we're super grateful for all yeah. those people. But, yeah, looking forward to, to sharing a few more Melbourne stories over the next few weeks. And Because, look, uh, after, the, after the race, we literally do have a list of about 80-plus people whose stories we want to share. So, mm. um, yeah, no, it's cool. It is cool, mate. And, uh, mate, we need to catch up on our own run 
team next week because, uh, yeah, there's still a bit going on, mate. And I know we're, uh, it's kind of that post-Melbourne, you know, post-season, I guess, for the winter athletes here. But there's some cool events coming up. We've got summer. We've got some plans for next year to, to reveal. So uh, we'll, we'll touch base on that and looking forward to it. We do. And also keen to, um, we believe that our pink run to piece, run to PB singlets are making their way out into the wild uh, a bit more regularly. So would absolutely love to see a few more photos of those from those that were fortunate enough to get a singlet in the limited edition release that we did. That's up to us. Gemma, actually, because I reckon Maddie donned donned at a cheeky park run on the weekend. Oh, yeah. I'll have to confirm it, but I reckon there's a few photos. We're doing it, Maddie. We might need to to chat to Super Coach off the back of his success with, with Gemma and uh, find out what he's up to when he's running. Yes. Oh, mate, I can just imagine, like, people would be absolutely banging the door down to be coached by a coach that's coached the winner of the Melbourne Marathon. So, um, I mentioned in an Athletics Australia media release the other day. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you've made it when you've got the, uh, the AA put your name down but uh yes we'll, we'll put maddie on the list as a as a guest to uh to, to nail down we can have, to have a chat to his management team yes no we, we know people who know people <laughs> good stuff mate we'll catch up next week for more uh better with running sounds good thanks mate yeah mate